Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Townsend, your relationship coach, your guide on the side, your um, lung donor. I've donated my lungs to science. They're trying to figure out what's going on in there. I think it's, what did I tell you it was called, Jess? Bronchitis. Bronchitis. I've self-diagnosed, but I am a doctor. So I'm going to go with bronchitis for now. Hey, if any of you out there have a really great solution for bronchitis, uh, will you somehow contact me? Tweet me. What is my Twitter handle? Anybody know? It is Doc Matt Townsend. So it's hashtag Doc Matt. Doc, no, pa- at, at. At Doc Matt Townsend. D-O-C Matt Townsend. I need, I need prescriptions. Prescriptions, that's here. That actually sounds bad. I need solutions to help heal my bronchitis. And, you know, I've pretty much tried everything. I've I've tried uh, lotions and potions and oils and ointments. I've rubbed stuff on my feet and my neck. I've smelled like a Greek salad for weeks. Funny coincidence, I've just gotten over bronchitis. I don't know how that happened. Wow. (laughs) But um, just (sighs) good old cough syrup. Yeah, no. Yeah, I can't. I, I, that's what it did. And, oh, have, I had a lot of ibuprofen to help me get yeah. through the day and uh, vitamin C. Okay. And, and drink your water. All, and you're all done. You're good. I'm done, yeah. I don't know why you're not done yet because I am done. It, it's not a problem it. when I don't, if I'm not too warm, if I don't breathe or move. <laughs> so Okay, so basically you're a vegetable. Talk. You just lay there. It's not good. But so again, uh, at Doc Matt Townsend, I want your your ideas for how to overcome bronchitis. How do you do it? I mean, I don't want to just dope myself up. I've been doping for uh, 10 days now. Oh. So I'm feeling like my liver's had it. I think it, yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm out of NyQuil. I'm not going to go buy more. I don't want to have a habit. Hmm. So, you know. Yeah, this is a tough, tough one. I'll be Can't watching. Just sleep this off. No, no. And we got a killer show today, so it doesn't even matter because my lung capacity is irrelevant when it comes to a show that's this great. Um, we are going, Merit's here. I am Thank here. Thank yes. heavens. We've been putting together, um, this show is, uh, is I think, going to be super powerful. I think so too. Don't it's you think? been, yeah, it's been one of my favorites that I've prepped. It's, we've got a great guest coming in. Kyle Johnson is in studio, and he's a motivational speaker. But he was in an accident that shattered his skull in 25 to 30 pieces. Okay. Gay, doctors gave him about a 95% chance of dying. He has, instead of dying, he is a survivor of a traumatic brain injury. And uh, he had to go figure out a new life. And, you know, it would be easy to just have people label you. Yeah, you're disabled. Done. And then the rest of your life, you're just disabled. You're done. But uh, Kyle's going to teach us that you don't have to take that. You don't have to – you get to choose who you want to be. You don't always have to let all the circumstances of life determine who you're going to be. So on the show today, we're going to be talking about that. We're also going to be talking about labels and how our labels sometimes own us. Yes, we are. It's it's kind of an interesting – labels comes up in lots of discussions, especially when it concerns um, kids or people who have mental illness. Yeah. And the problem with – Labels, as far as we can tell, is that once you have a label, you're kind of refined, like not refined, you're you're, defined defined by that label, you're restricted to it. Yeah, that's it. You can't break the label. Yeah. So I was reading an article this morning talking about um, 
kids with learning disabilities and how big of a problem that is that kids get labeled. And it's there are pros and cons to both things because they do need to be labeled in order to get the right sort of help. Yeah, the resources and understanding. There is a certain sense that you will you are different than the people around you. And sometimes that label can provide some comfort. You know, there's a reason to it. You know how to get help. You're with a different group of people now. But at the same time, once people hear that label, it can yeah, then they your frame. opportunities. It's, so it's okay to have a label if it's yours for your sake. Yeah. But maybe the minute everyone else is using it, hey, stay off my label. <laughs> well, you think about um, like people calling other people retarded. Yeah. They had to change that label. Like, still, I'm in a communication disorder class, and they're like they they call it intellectual disorder now mm-hmm. because they've oh, really? taken retard, idiot, moron. Well, challenged. Yeah, mentally challenged. You know, all of that. Yeah. People take it and they, I don't know, they mix labels. It's not good. So uh, some of the disadvantages of labeling is the label focuses on that specific thing. And the interesting thing is, too, that this doesn't just, I mean, it's not limited to mental health or learning disabilities or any disability, really. Just think about any label that you prescribe to yourself in your own life. White collar. Yeah. Yeah. Educated. Even um, just putting a label on what you do and who you are. Mm-hmm. So if, say, Matt, that you only viewed yourself as a speaker. Oh, yeah. And eventually you'd start defining yourself by that label and all of your work, all of your focus would go into being a speaker. And yeah. you'd be forgetting about all of the other cool things yeah. that you do, like host Dancing, a radio show. Radio, dance. Be a dad. Uh, dance. Be a husband, be a coach. Dance. Cool stuff like that. Yeah, and dance. And I do it all. Yeah. But see, I don't want to be labeled by being no, a No, because that would limit your potential. That's why I won't let people label me as just hot. Ah. Because I'm more than just my body. <laughs> I'm, I've got a brain and I dance. So, Jess, I'm not just hot. But thank you. Okay. The Jess. only married person in this room is who called that. Let me yeah, just... Jess has never, ever, ever, ever said that. And my, but my wife's like, oh, you're hot. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> but I'm more than hot. I'm, more I'm than smart. That. I'm a doctor. Um, yeah. Yeah. Labels. So some of these disadvantages that um, there's a certain stigma or stereotype that will go along with it, no matter what you do, again, like if you are a waitress, there's a certain stigma oh, and yeah. stereotype that goes along with that as well. Um, it can affect your self-esteem. Um, but most interesting, it can cause other people to hold certain expectations of you. Um it's so they true. Will, people will treat label. you in a certain yeah. Right. People will treat you in a certain way based on that label. So they might not give you their full attention or their full sympathies in a certain way, or they might not treat you as if you are smart or yeah. capable, or or they'll just think you're smart. Yeah. When I mean, how many times do we just think doctors are smart? Yeah, we just assume that. Yeah. I mean, when, that not to say that yeah, they're, they, I mean, I'm sure are, most doctors right. are very smart, but some of them, it, it could be more a result you. of, They yeah. have to talk. They have to have a bedside manner. They yeah. have to have other skills. Yeah. yeah. So I have some really interesting studies on labels that them. I was reading this morning. Um, some of them, for example, are labels actually change how we perceive the world. So for example, um, one word, one thing that you hear a lot is that uh, in certain languages have more words for other words. So okay, for yeah. example, Russia yeah. has way more words for the color blue than oh, English do speakers do. Hold on. Why? 
Um, because they just have different words for the different spectrums of blue. So instead of saying just light blue or dark blue and blue, yeah. or there foam. are different words for each of those. And yeah. so they consider each of those a different color. They have a different word. And um, they're more able to distinguish between those colors yeah. and define them. And yeah. it just changes their perception. So if you have a word for it, you're able to see something a lot more quickly. Yeah, that's, that tells us how our language just finds us and... It kind of boxes us in. Yeah. English only has, we have one word, love. I love you. I love you. And then we have to like say a lot. Yeah. I love you a lot. But like in Spanish, there's lots of mm -hmm. loves, right? Yeah. And so this can, it just changes the way you see things. And then they, there was another study done um, where they had a bunch of, a group of college students watch a video of a young girl playing on a playground in the neighborhood. And depending on which group of college students this was, they they read a fact sheet about this little girl. And one fact sheet said that this girl was from a, quote, blue-collar family, was living in a low-income housing area. Oh, label, label. Um, her parents were just high school graduates. Just, uh, label, label. You know, so all these things. And then the other fact sheet said that her parents were both educated and wealthy and that she was living in a very good neighborhood. And the interesting thing was that when <laughs> – Hannah, the little girl, was either was labeled poor. They perceived her ability to play and interact with other people as lesser. Oh my so they goodness. assumed that yeah. um, she was in a lower grade yeah. level, that she couldn't read as well. And the video was exactly the same, but dependent on that kind of background yeah. knowledge that you had right. or, you know, quote, had it completely changed your perception of that person. And then you start aggregating the data to support your label or your story. Exactly. Yeah. And so... We often think of labels in terms of, you know, race or sex, and those are definitely um, important. But I think on a more personal level, we can just think about it. Like, we all have the funny friend. Oh, yeah. And we all have the smart friend and yep. the nice friend. Yep. And uh, I feel like it's interesting because eventually that's the only thing you start to expect from that person. That's right. Is that they're only smart or they're yeah. only funny. And uh, when... I was a little girl. I was the smart girl, which was kind of irrelevant. I just like to read. I you don't were, know that yeah. I was that much smarter You're than anybody. You're still the smart girl on this show. On the on this show, yeah. But it's interesting because then that's what people expect from me. And so when I would say something like, oh, yeah, I saw the movie. Like, you saw that movie? It was dumb. I'm like, well, I can't see dumb movies. So they just assumed that because I was smart or something yeah, that I would wouldn't want to play in the same way, that I Isn't wouldn't be interested true? in the same things. And so that kept me from interacting with yeah. people the way that – I could, and in, in the capacity, feeling See, the connection I, that I, I could have had. I was never labeled as the smart guy. <laughs> but I was labeled as the funny guy. Now watch, this is a problem. Because if I had a friend that went on the show, Who Wants to Be a Millionaire? Mm -hmm. You know how they have, you can call a friend, phone a friend? You can. Who, are they going to phone the funny friend? No, they're not. So it's a problem. they excluded me. <laughs> yeah. I was never in on the phone a friend. No. Never. Ever. Because, yeah, because you want the smart, smart friend. Yeah. But, hey, I have a doctorate. You do. You'd be a very good candidate if it was anything to do with, you know, relationships or human organizational yeah. behavior. Well, yeah. You'd or be the guy to go to. dance. That, Matt, sure. I have a question for you. Yes, sir. You know, I... I I have the same kind of label as like, you know, the class clown and such. And I, I've experienced a lot that a lot of people would just kind of sit there and like smile yeah. and expect. Say something like, funny. Say something funny. Dance clown. Say something funny. Dance clown. Yeah. You know. Do you ever feel like that? Like a monkey. Oh, yeah. And yeah. it's just they just sit there and kind of stare yeah. at you expecting something. You're like, come on, do something. And then you feel the pressure. And then I wouldn't. I, whenever I was just quiet, they're all like, what's wrong? Yeah. yeah. What, why are, are you, you so sad? sad? Yeah. No, I'm okay. Yeah, I went on um, when I went on a study abroad program for college. Yeah. I quickly got labeled as the smart girl, which was actually 
how can a you, really funny circumstance. How can you keep getting, I want to be um, labeled as the smart one. That it was. How do you I do had that? taken the class that we were all taking before in oh, a different yeah. university, you and so you the credits didn't transfer. So basically, I knew everything that was being taught in the class yeah. because I had taken the course before. But um, there was at one point they were we were reviewing for a test, whatever. And I kind of was just, you know, I was planning on leaving Yeah. and uh, people, you know, they tracked me down like, Hey, wait, you need to answer all these questions. And I didn't know half of the answers to the questions. But they still I know, thought. They, they just still, they just assumed yeah. that I, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't have that information off the top of my head. It was a really funny circumstance. Cause I, see, cause they just assumed something oh, yeah. about me based on the label but that they had. That's how, see, that's how it makes it easy. Cause then they don't need to get to know you. See, there's the dilemma. If yeah. I have already labeled you, I don't need to know you. Uh-huh. You're already in this. I've you, already sorted you. They build the rest of your personality out of yeah. a stereotype. Um, but the interesting thing is we can do this to ourselves as well. I was okay. reading a really um, interesting personal piece that was in the Huffington Post. Um, I believe you sent it to me, actually. I bet it was at 3 in the morning. Um, I did not pay attention to that Because I was coughing time, every night but... <laughs> at 3 in the morning. Um, this piece was uh it's written by Allison Gold and it was just talking about her experiences that she when she got out of college she started working in the social sector and was super successful. Yeah. And she very quickly rose to be one of the head people in the company and um at 27 she was named number 2 in the organization. She was doing amazingly well. And then 4 years later she quit her job and moved to a different state oh. because even though she was doing well on her job, her relationships were falling apart, her mental health was falling apart, her physical health was falling apart. And she um, eventually realized that what she had done was defined herself as this successful business person. Hmm. And that was the only thing that she viewed herself as. And yeah. so she didn't even give herself the opportunity to explore other aspects of her personality. To be a, a, an amazing wife or a successful mother or a, you no, could be everything. She she just thought, oh, I'm good at this. This yeah. is what people say I'm good at. And so she limited her potential and it was eventually able to get over that. But that's kind of what the show is about today is that you can choose who you want to be. And sometimes that takes a lot of bravery and a yeah. lot of vulnerability and the fact that you have to – Get away from what other people are saying you are, from what you feel comfortable saying you are. You know, it's probably pretty easy to just say, oh, I'm good at business and then ignore every other right. aspect of your personality because it's comfortable. Yeah. But I did that you know with what? dance. I'm like, hey. <laughs> and everyone says, hey, you're a dancer. Yeah, sure. Sure. They say that. Yeah. I mean, they could if they saw me dance. <laughs> um, to me, this is uh, this is the reason we're doing this. This is one of the biggest stumbling blocks I think we have. And it's so subtle, nobody even notices it. And we throw labels around all day long. And then, as Jess was discussing... We even we even institutionalize it. So oh, definitely. now we have clubs certain mental and... health organizations are now telling us how we should label certain people now. Yeah. And again, um, you have to label yourself on yeah. any sort of form that yeah. you have. You have I mean, to think of that. Just the census yeah. is so we're we're all much more complex than that. And I think the running underlying issue of all of this, we're going to. We're going to dive into with our guest coming up later. Kyle Johnson suffered a a traumatic brain injury and um, had to basically learn how to do everything over again. And in in all of his labor in finding who he really was again and and changing and becoming who he wanted to be, he figured out he got to choose. So even though other people are going to throw labels at him like traumatic brain injury, TBI – he gets to decide in the end who he is, what it becomes. So we'll be talking to him. He's going to be uh, what I'm going to call Townsend's hero. It's like Hogan's heroes. He's my hero of the day. 
and um, which is a new bit I'm going to start doing because there's a lot of amazing people on this earth. Luckily, we get to talk to one of them in a few minutes. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. When we do, Jess is going to teach us about how we can teach our kids who they are and uh, make sure we're not just throwing labels at them. This is the Matt Townsend Show. Again, remember, trying to help you find the good life. Uh, we'll be right back. You're listening to Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Today we are talking about your agency, and you get to choose who you become, what you become. Now, again, you could blame everything else. You can blame all your circumstances, your situation, and just let life ride you, right? Let life decide what you're going to be. Or we can start to figure out who we want to be, maybe even the labels we're using. So we've asked our infectious Jessica... I need my own bump. <laughs> That's it. Your bump could be a cough. <laughs> I'm not sick anymore. Well, you still are. I just heard you hacking. <laughs> oh, okay. In a is... good way, of course. Um, <laughs> you are going to teach us because kids, parents, we need to teach our kids who they are because right. they're not just born knowing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And um... and kids think it's a like well, I had a really big discussion with my children last night Oh, <laughs> because they're they're all they're always telling me how much bigger the homes are of all of their friends. Oh, I went through that too. Did you? Yeah. And I did too actually. And um well, I got sick of it. So I'm like, "Do you know how big our home is?" So this is me just my ego trying to defend. <laughs> right, naturally. And they're like, "No." And I'm like, "Did you know that our home probably, I don't know, I didn't know. I was making this up." <laughs> so hopefully they're not listening. You're so yet. Funny. But our home is probably in the top 15% of size of homes in the world. Yeah, no, I bet that's being generous. Think? I mean, like, I, not I was even thinking 10%. underestimating it. But in reality, and For I said, sure. and you guys, like, complain? Yeah, you need to go and show them some of the YouTube world. videos. Right. Yeah. And yet, but see, so they've created this identity, this label that who they are is their home. Right. And when you're a kid, everything that all the influences your parents give you are so huge you're totally sculpting yourself at that yeah. time and parents have a huge influence on their That's kids right. and a well, lot of times it's they do things and they don't even realize it do you know what's really uh, you know sculpting my son's identity are his socks really <laughs> my 10 year old son 11 year old son socks they have these nike elite socks that yeah, cost a the fortune high, the high risers it's ones. crazy but he's got to have them yeah. If you don't have those socks, Dad, you're you're a nobody. Yeah. That's always seems to be the case. So, so what do we there's do? things that you can do to build their confidence outside of labels and outside of the influences of school and all their peers. So let's get to it. Let's do it. Um improve your own self confidence. Yeah, you gotta believe it yourself. That's parents. good, right? Yeah. Um so you got to get over your past and be a good mirror for them. Right. That you are, you've so, got it together. So you had to have done some work yourself. Yeah. Right, good. Um, be a positive mirror because they, they find who they are by how you treat them. Yeah. So, so if you're always reflecting reflect. their negative junk, they're going to just only pick up the negative. Yeah. So if you only pick help out them the, know they're awesome. Why did you get a C? Why did you get a C? Yeah. That's you got what, six yeah. A's, but what about the C? Let's talk about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, academically. And, um... If you if you highlight bad things in one area, it's going to translate in other areas of their life. I just mm. I'm in 
a so, so, sociology class. And yeah. that's what we talked about the other day was just that they if in one aspect, if you promote one aspect, it will translate to other. if they oh, think yeah. they're good at academics, they're going to think they're good at other things. That's too. right. That's so. right. And music. I mean, we, we peg them musicians, mm-hmm. artists, kind of people, uh, athletes, smart. So we've got them in these mm-hmm. categories, but. You you could also you know they could be two or three of these categories yeah so and they yeah. probably are they and are. that's when they're kids that's when they're developing that's now right. if I try and learn the piano I'm basically toast because yeah. everybody's yeah. already good enough they no, already started yeah. when they were kids um, play with your children let them know that they're worth your time um, by I've, spending time with them you're gonna it's gonna you're gonna be able to show them more who they are more how to recover yeah. from stuff yeah and you show them positive ways to play you and know life and yeah. to be so play with them and you learn about them that's right. when you get to see their strengths and yeah. that's when you get to tell them that they're awesome at this or you know all right so another one is address your child by name I don't think really? people do that very often because it, so it might versus, be a little bit weird yeah. Matt yeah thank you <laughs> yes. Jessica Anytime. It's, it, yeah, it's not helping. It doesn't help. No, you don't feel more confident. But I guess better by name than by you. Hey, number three. Um, these the people. This is a doctor who was saying all this. Um, he said that when it's accompanied by eye contact and touch, it it exudes the message that you're special. Yeah. Somebody, so. Yeah. Names matter to people. Yep. And then they become more confident addressing adults by name. Yeah. And that that's great. Makes that's them great more confident. Advice. Um, so you all, you, it's, this is one that I already mentioned was the practice, the carryover principle. So if they're good in one area, they can be good in a, you're talented, you have potential. And we've talked about this forever that it, so what made you talented in a sport? I I wouldn't try to frame it on just your natural gifts. Yeah. You worked hard. You Mm -hmm. were disciplined. You, you studied. Yeah. You pay. So go to the principles and then keep building them on the principles because the principles will carry over everywhere. Because then they know, oh, if I want to be good at something, it's going to take time. Yeah, that's good. Um, Set your child up to succeed. So put them in things that, that they can get better at. Put them in sports, put them in, and that puts them in a, you know, situation where they can grow. But so many parents don't do that. So many parents put their kids in a situation to grow. So they're always putting them in a harder league for sports. <laughs> yeah. So they're constantly growing, but they're also failing constantly. Yeah. I mean, that's why we like to put our kids in the easiest leagues <laughs> so we can dominate. You're the best on the You're team. You're the best. You yeah. crush those little kids. <laughs> um, give your child responsibilities. That's so huge. They got to learn. Give them it. chores, yeah. you know, Make them do, do a their garden laundry. together as a yeah. family. Um, and encourage children to express, not stuff their feelings. That's great. See, when we get them to stuff because we're like, hey, don't give me any lip. Don't, don't cry. Yeah. My what's wrong with you? We, we give commands instead of invitations. Tell me what's going on. Yeah. See, Jess, you don't even have kids. <laughs> but you can read. And that that's an article. Who was the, the doctor? Do you remember? Dr. Sears. And it's all on drsears.com if you want Go to drsears.com to get uh, those 10 ways to help your child build self-confidence. We're going to take a break, and we're going to come back with one of my heroes. Uh, Kyle Johnson is going to be joining us. Has an incredible story, a comeback story. If you like the Olympics, this is going to dwarf the Olympics. A man shattered his skull in 25 to 30 pieces. He's back. He's got it all together, and he's going to teach us how to become the person you want to become. Become who you choose to become. He's going to be teaching us the tools, the ways to make it happen. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio.
Welcome back, everybody. This is the Matt Townsend Show. Your coach, Dr. Matt Townsend here, helping you with the skills, the tools to make it through this crazy thing we call life. And I have got uh, a great um, guest today. Again, all of our guests, come on, are great. But Kyle Johnson's, I think he's unique. He's different. How many times have we heard stories just in the news of, you know, a car accident where three people were injured or somebody gets hit on a bicycle by another car and they're in the hospital and they're injured or a skateboarding accident or longboarding accident? How many times have you heard the story, but you never get to hear the rest of the story, as Paul Harvey used to say? And so on today's show, we in, we've invited um, Kyle to join us, partially because, A, he just he knows how to communicate about change and about how to become what you want to become. Also, I really wanted him because uh, I'm frustrated by the fact that uh, a lot of us aren't taking enough responsibility for our own lives. And we can't always uh, control everything that happens to us, but we can um, control what we do with everything that happens to us and how we handle everything that happens to us. So Kyle Johnson's his name. He's a speaker. He's made over 250 high-valued presentations and appeared on TV in 25 different countries. He's an ASUI professional coach. And Kyle was in an accident that shattered his skull in over 25 to 30 pieces, which gave him, the doctor said, a 95% chance of death. Holy Hannah. Through his traumatic brain injury, TBI, they call that, he was left to discover a new life, relearning how to walk, talk, read, write, and everything else. And he's now here to teach us what, uh, what he learned from that great lesson. Kyle, welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. Thanks so much. It's great to be here. It's great to have you. And A, it's just great to have you. Hello. <laughs> three years ago, this happened. Right. Three years. Longboarding. Yep. Without a helmet, I guess. One time, and that's the, I mean, that's kind of the, the crazy part about the whole story is I normally always do, did wear a helmet. Yeah. But the one time I didn't. Just the one time. Thinking, hey, it's not a big deal. I've, yeah. you know. I've never needed it. Exactly. And it was a hill right in my neighborhood. Mm. And so just the fact that, hey, I, you know, I'm, I'm living right down the street. This really isn't a big deal. Yeah. I've done this hill a million times. Yeah, no thing. So, yeah, I just got on the board and went down and shattered my skull in 25 to 30 pieces. Holy and cow. How old, how old were you? 25. 25, were you married or anything? No. 25 years young, outboarding. Were you by yourself? I was with my friend Mike. Okay, so Mike got to witness this, I uh-huh. guess. Did you just fall off the board? Yeah, just, just fell off just the board. and caught a caught curb a, or yeah, something? Yeah, just caught the curb, and so, so to speak. But yeah, I just landed on the back of the head and oh, my living. was out cold pretty quick. 25 to 30 pieces. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. That's, that is brutal. I mean, there's some pretty crazy stories, EMTs that came to to actually pick me up. Yeah. The, the guy that picked up the back of my head to put me on the, onto the stretcher, his comment was, my fingers went through the back of your head, feeling literally like a sponge. Yeah. No, and I've, I've put people on a backboard, <laughs> and I can't imagine that. It's, it's gross. Well, see, again, <laughs> that's, that's why you were supposed to be dead. Oh, yeah. No you doubt. just you just didn't get the memo. Oh yeah, you know, I, <laughs> isn't that wild? Yep, missed you, missed the email the morning, and you know, yeah. <laughs> you, you didn't get you went you were boarding instead. Exactly. See, if you hadn't have been out longboarding, you would have got the memo that you were about to die. <laughs> it's a crazy thing, and you've you got a great uh, you've got a great you know comeback story, but it it, it doesn't happen quickly. Mm-mm. So you were down how long? How long did it take you? Tell me about 
how you how you came back. Well, okay. So I was doctors removed eighty percent of my skull. Holy cow! And I was in a coma for three and a half weeks. And by the uh, way, if you go to the website kylejohnsoninternational.com, you can get the pictures. Oh yeah, they're yeah. not great. You look <laughs> some you would look, say you look great now. He's wearing a tie. Well, I appreciate that. But you were yeah. 80% of your brain, your skull, mm-hmm. was removed. Out. Yeah, and uh, currently I have 10 metal plates, 20 screws. Oh, my living. Um, and so that's kind of what holds the brain in there. Yeah. Uh, and it's nice. You know, it's a good excuse uh, to, to say, you know, I have a screw loose in the yeah, day. You, you know, it's like, ah, yeah, whatever. I bet TSA has a heyday with you. Oh, they love it. Like, there's that guy again <laughs> with Here the we 10 go with plates. The wand. Yep, exactly. Um, so, it, it, and again, you couldn't walk, you yeah. couldn't talk. Yeah, I just had to relearn everything. Um, and, I mean, it was, it was a very interesting realization of what happened. Uh, as, as I come back to of knowing, you know, my, my basis as a person of like, you know, I'm a, I'm a snowboarder, I'm a skateboarder type of person. And, and now I can't move my body whatsoever. Ugh. And, I mean, it's, it's nightmaric. Yeah, I would your say. identity was trapped. Oh, yeah. And did, you have, you, did you have a recall of all that stuff? Yeah, and that's that's what's more difficult for a lot of people to understand, and even me today, is that I I knew what I used to do, yeah. But to actually perform the task, you can't do it. Uh uh-uh. uh And just you know all the common things that we always take for granted. I mean, turning on a light bulb. Yeah. I, I knew what a light bulb was, but how it worked, and the fact that we have to flip a switch. You couldn't connect those ideas. Didn't, didn't make sense to me. So, Isn't yeah. that? I mean, again, some brain injuries, I guess they wouldn't remember all that, and that's great. Oh, good. Do over. So you're not (laughs) caught in this torturous – but I guess, too, you didn't want to lose everything you were either, right? Mm -mm, Because are you back to boarding? Can you snowboard? Yeah, snowboarded. Are Uh, you serious? Yeah, yeah, you know, you got to get back on, so – why would you let it keep you down? Because that's, that's me, true, you know. I mean, that, yeah. that's always that is your personality. Yeah, and I mean, and that's where I started is the thing, and and I mean, that was in the hospital. That was actually my main focus. Was okay. I realize I can't really move. I can't walk. Right. I have a hard time talking. So I need to give myself a reason to wake up. And that was that was the reason was snowboarding, and saying, "Okay, I I understand I can't move right now, but who's to say I can't move in four months?" Yeah, and saying, "Okay." I'm going to snowboard the first day of the season. And, you know, that's the reason. And that's the reason I'm going to wake up. I'm going to push. And I'm going to say, no, death isn't for me yet yeah. because I want to snowboard again. How and cool I, you is know, that? And so, you know, that was – that. I think that's something that a lot of people can identify with yeah. of saying, okay, you got to give yourself a reason. What is the reason you wake up every day, every morning and saying, you know, it's not just the fact that we're going to go to work. Right. But why do we go to work? Yeah. And, and, and how do we – how do we know when it's time to change? Because oh, if you exactly. don't know what it's about, then I guess you're just stuck doing it. Uh huh. Yeah, it's just a routine at that point. Because it's funny, like you chose snowboarding, which is what you'd expect a 25-year-old snowboarder <laughs> to go use to get motivated, to get back to life. I mean, a- anyone could choose anything. I would choose, you know, probably now my kids, my, you know, my career, stuff like that, mm-hmm. my wife, my marriage. But it doesn't matter what it is as long as it's you. Right. It's something you're passionate about. Exactly. And I mean, you know, it goes back to, you know, of course he's going to pick snowboarding because that, that was my base. Yeah. That, well, that's that. Yeah. Yeah. You probably learned a lot of who you are snowboarding. You, mm-hmm. you, be, you identified it wasn't about snow and boards. It was about your character, where you've been beat down, where right. the hill took you. Exactly. And, and I mean, it's just that passion. Yeah, that's cool. And just and, you know, the word passion, I love it. Uh, the, the literal meaning of passion is actually suffering. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, and so it's interesting that, that we have to say, if you're passionate about something, you're willing to suffer. Yeah. And you're willing to push through those struggles and to say, hey, even though it's going to be tough, even though it's going to hurt, I'm going to make it through this because I'm passionate of it. Well, and it's interesting, too, that um, it seems like the doctors would be telling you everything you're going to be. Like, uh, mm-hmm. you'll you'll never bore it again. Let's be real, Kyle. Right, right. And, and, you know, maybe they wouldn't do that to steal your thunder, but a lot of them would to, you know, be realistic with you. Mm-hmm. How many times have people been told they're not going to walk? Right. And they do. Or how many times are they told that they'll never be the same mm-hmm. and they're better? Yeah, and we always think that oh, that's a death sentence. I'll never be the same as what I used to be. Yeah, and it, you know, a lot of that is. I mean, it's an interesting outlook on that of saying, you know, I understand that that they have that perspective. Yeah, but to almost even be willingly to accept it yeah. and say, well, of course I'm going to be different. Right. Like, well, wouldn't I want to be? Yeah, exactly. I right. mean, you know, who gets to? How many times do you get to have a restart button? That's right. And to say, you know, I'm going to do this again. That's and, cool. you know, to, to just, you know, to embrace the fact that people are going to say you're going to be different. And then along that line of saying, you know, well, just because somebody else fell doesn't mean I have to. Right. And not allowing other people's failures to dictate right. their own success. Well, and even if you couldn't get back to where you were on the s- snowboarding front, but you could get back to close, the, the reality is <laughs> that's still a better you. I mean, I, I think... Even better is just the, I mean, maybe not being as good as a snowboarder, but just to be able to stand up on one. Oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, that's that's the mere fact that you can balance one after having 80% of your skull removed. That's pretty phenomenal. And then to say, I mean, and you know, this uh, this applies to other people, but just to say, I want to. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a start. And that's where, you know, a lot of people would even say, uh, well, you know, it's that I want to, but, you know, I'm, I'm afraid to do it anyway. Yeah. And, 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 you know, that's the thing. With any success, you have to take a lot of risk. That's it, though. That's part of it, I guess, with this is a lot of us are too afraid. A, we don't know what we want. And B, we're too afraid to put our neck out there. Right. What Were you, were you pretty gutsy before the accident anyway? So this wasn't a big deal for you? Or did you feel like, I mean, you had nothing to lose? Yeah. I mean, it seems like it may be easier if you've already got a brain traumatic brain injury. Everything's uphill. I mean, everything's going to be better, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. <laughs> but you still had to state it, right. is what you're saying. Right. I mean, yeah, and I'm, I've always been semi-gutsy, I guess. I mean, you know, it wasn't like a huge surprise to yeah. my family and such. They're all like, yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, leave it to him, of course. Well, but that's also probably, that's what got you back, but that's not probably how you measure yourself anymore, is it? Mm-mm. No. You also don't measure yourself as TBI. Oh, no. Do you I hate mean, the, you hate that it's, statement? Tra- traumatic brain injury. I mean, it's, it's your diagnosis. Yeah. I mean, in, you know, it is a reality, but there's, there's so many differences in it. And yeah. just, you know, re- realizing, hey, yeah, it, it, you know, I do have to live with that type of a, a cliche phrase, I yeah. guess. But to say, you know, it's, it's okay because TBI is not necessarily my name. Yeah, right. Kyle Mark Johnson. That's who I am. That's who you are. And, you know, and, and that's that, for me, that was a that was a good point to start, actually, was as I as I come to saying, OK, who am I? Yeah. And to, to ask myself, what are my values? And, and to say, OK, service and love and compassion and, you know, passion. Snowboarding's yeah. even on the list. It might be kind of shallow, but it's no, a reason it's to great. get out. Yeah. And, you know, and plus and the ladies. Hello. <laughs> exactly. I, know yes. you, I get it, Kyle. I get it. <laughs> You're going where the ladies are. Oh, exactly. But you'd ask, who am I? What are my values? 
Look, we're going to get into this. Let's take a break and we'll come back and, and get into some of the questions you asked. I also would love when we come back to find out. Um, it's weird because your mom probably maybe pushed you back. I mean, I my you know she probably was very protective. Like, come on, honey. <laughs> Let's Always just be has happy, been. has she? Oh, yeah. So I want to hear, because we, we talked earlier about the impact others have on us when they start projecting. So if everyone's projecting, poor Kyle, TBI, it might get in the way of your ability to go become what you want to become. So we'll get into right. that. We're talking with Kyle Johnson, survivor, not even survivor, thriver, um, of, uh, a major, major head injury from a longboarding accident, and uh, he's going to teach us that you don't have to be what uh, been dealt you. You can go figure out who you want to be and start making and choosing the life and the person you want to become. This is the Matt Townsend Show. We're taking a break. You're listening to Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Hey, today we're talking about um, life and how sometimes it's not a box of chocolates and it throws you a curveball. And when you're thrown the curveball, you get to decide and, and choose who you want to become. A lot of times we just throw labels on it. We all accept the labels and we just go down the label road. But we've got a wonderful guest today, Kyle Johnson, who's a speaker and a professional coach. Kyle was in an accident that shattered his skull in over 25 to 30 pieces, which gave him a 95% chance of death. And um, through with this uh, traumatic brain injury, TBI they call it, he's had to go figure out what he wanted in life, who he wanted to become, and he had to start making the change. Go check out his website, kylejohnsoninternational.com. You can see pictures of him as he's kind of going through the rehab also, you can just see some videos and other things if, if you ever want to have Kyle come speak to your, your group, your youth group, or I think any adult's group would be as, just as awesome. So, Kyle, um, I was asking you before the break, it's one thing for you to go figure out kind of who you want to be and who you want to who, – who you want to – you know, who your vision of you, who that is. It's another thing to get everyone else that loves you on board – that still have a say, you know, they're still going to exert their energy and they still kind of have to care for you. Um, how did, how did your parents handle it? And, and how did you, did you ever have to take them on? Like, guys, this is me. Let me, let me push a little harder here. Let me go a little faster than some of you want me to. You know, it was, uh, i I was really lucky to say the least with my parents, uh, extremely supportive. And, uh, I mean, I actually relearned how to walk without my skull in. Did you really? Um, and my mom, she was not surprised the, at the so least. So you're walking without yeah. a skull cover. And yeah, I mean, it, it just, you know, I, I had my walker and just trying to push and, you know, getting out of bed and stuff. And even at that, there were times where I didn't want to get out of bed. Yeah. But she was the subtle reminder Did of she, child, hello? get out of bed. Yeah. You know, this is not you. This is not your lifestyle. You don't want to be here. It's sure, awesome. You, 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 you know, you could be that, mm-hmm. that lifestyle if you wanted to be, yeah. but that's not That's not. That's your pretty awesome because – so sometimes they were your motivator. They carried mm-hmm. the stick. Oh, yeah, for sure. And, I mean, you know, this is the importance of peers and, and you know, being that supportive person. Mm-hmm. It's – I mean – you know, even though a lot of times we don't understand why people do the things that they do, as long as we understand that there's that passion that they're following. Yeah. 
And that's that's what's important. That's when you really find out, hey, is this a true friend? Is this is this a real person that's going to love me unconditionally? Right. You you were telling us some um, statistics during that break about people with brain injuries, traumatic brain injuries. The odds aren't very good. No, not I at mean, all. I mean, to survive, to stay married, what what are those? Uh, 87 to 93% in the first three years uh, will get divorced, lose all emotional ties to their friends and family, or commit suicide. Holy cow. So nearly 93%. Mm-hmm. It's, I mean, it's they pretty... fall away emotionally, socially, yeah. relationally. And I mean, you know, it's, it's tough stuff, uh, you know, and I can, I can relate to a lot yeah. of those things. I mean, me coming home and realizing, hey... I don't know how to play the guitar, even though I've played it since I was 15 years old. Are you serious? Like, I mean, it's just a joke to me. Ugh. And, you know, baseball, all of, all of my previous passions. Yeah. And just realizing, hey, I, some people would say, hey, that's good for nothing. Right. Um, and it's 25 years wasted. Uh, it's not necessarily no. the, the fact, though. It's no. just, hey, you know, it's, it's reinventing. Right. And it's not, a, it's not that big of a deal to say, hey, I can do this better now. Well, it was still a part of who you are. And I'm a big believer. So if only 90% of your brain um, we even really access, you know, intellectually, cognitively, do we, we don't have words and thoughts for 90% of our brain. It's right. all biochemical. Right. So if that's the case, all that learning you've had that you thought you lost, it's probably still in there. <laughs> and if anything, I believe it's just stored in your spirit. So your spirit's gained and garnered all the benefit of that anyway. Just because the body's not performing doesn't mean it wasn't majorly of value. Right, right. That's huge. Um, Okay, here's the question. So you kind of went to passion. You went right to your passion, snowboarding. That was a motivator for you, your passion. Um, By the way, your suffering. That took a lot of suffering to get back to your your passion. What – how do we get there? Like how does somebody know who they really want to be? Because it would think, okay, I just want to be normal – so I, could, I had a guy once say, I just want to be normal like the rest of you. And I sat there and I thought, because he had cerebral palsy. Okay. And I thought, what? The rest of us are messed up. Right. Like, <laughs> that, so normal is such a, it's such a label and such a concept that it seems like everyone would go there. But you didn't. How did you, how do you know and how do other people out there, when they're in the middle of a trial, figure out who they want to be? I'd say the best place to start is in the mirror. Uh, just deciding, okay, I'm going to spend some time looking at me and not just externally, but internally and really saying, okay, these are the values that, that establishes myself. And, you know, it's not always about the end result. It's not always about the goal. It's more about the values. I love that. The values, the principles, those things that are going to be there no matter what. Exactly. And and that's the thing is, is those things never change. Yeah. I mean, physically, we, biologically, we change every single day. Yeah. And, uh, but yet internally our values. Yeah. So you still have the same values and principles after the accident as you had before the accident. Mm -hmm. I mean, and you're sitting in the bed with 80% of your skull missing (laughs) and yet you could still exercise all of your principles, Mm -hmm. even though you couldn't do probably 95% of what you used to do. Yeah. And that's, that's, see, that is so reassuring. Something's constant. Mm -hmm. Your values, your principles. And, and, you know, and I just love the fact that no one can change those. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. I mean, it's, and you know, a lot of times you will be swayed Yeah, and, you know, people will want to get in your way of saying, well, you're wrong here or, you know, that, that is an issue. And, and, you know, maybe you're too nice of a person. So that's actually fake. 
Right. Uh, oh, come on. Yeah. Like, who, you know, it's that that's not who I am. Right. And regardless of what you want to say about me, I'm going to be I'm going to maintain myself. Yeah. Because it's important to me. That's and cool. that's why I'm going to protect myself. That's and, huge. You know, and, and so like the helmet, that's just a perfect metaphor for multiple things physically, obviously, but internally of yeah. where, where are where are our excuse me, where are in our internal helmets? Oh, that's cool. And yeah. just saying, okay, how am I going to protect myself? And, you know, the friends I have, the the business people I do business with. Yeah. And, you know, people I date, you know, and then things like that. It's just important to realize, hey, all these people around me always affect. Yeah. And, and it's for the good or for the bad. And my opinion, there's no real stagnant, you know, a, a place where nothing happens. Right. There's either, no zero area. Yeah, exactly. You're either going up or you're going yeah. down. That's and, cool. And so just to say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to surround myself with only positive people. And in that, I'm also going to be positive as well. See, but that, and that was already your value. So it's interesting because, I mean, if you're the cynic, and so the cynic to me is not a universal principle of health. Positivity right. is, right? So right. Um, if you're a cynic and that's your value, then you may, you may have leaned your ladder against the wrong wall on that one. So if you're in the middle of your situation and you're highly cynical – it's going to impact you if that's what you value. But if you value uh, positivity, which you did, you then circled positive people around you. So I guess that's part of it, huh, is trying to figure out, make sure your principles are going to get the results you want. Make sure that you're focused on the things that are going to get you what you want when you right. look in the mirror. Right. That's huge. Exactly. But how did you know all this when you were just a punk? You were 22? <laughs> I old, you were 25. I was 25. I mean, you were just, so you just intuitively just went to the mirror you know, yeah, I mean, no one. You didn't have a coach walking you through this. No, just, yeah, not really. Just, it's kind. Of, it's just a lot of it was just how my upbringing was. Was it? I mean, when I was fourteen, fourteen. No, excuse me, thirteen. I went and bought my first book, and Seven Habits of Highly Effective. Was that people. your first book? Yeah, that's very cool. first book I ever bought. Yeah. And so, I mean, and you know, just the, yeah, those type cool. of self-help type yeah. of concepts. And so, you know, it's always been a passion of mine. And so, it's been it was kind of just already rooted in there. You already knew because that's so that's Stephen Covey that and um, that's what I that's one of the first books I bought (laughs) and went and ended up working for him and teaching him with him. And anyway, principles so that he was all about principles, create the results, tie your life to principles, value principles. Right. And it'll change your life. Yeah. So you had that from 14. Yeah. What 14 year old buys that book? (laughs) I don't know. Some punk See, kid, obviously. You were a punk. You <laughs> that's were a, a label. That's yeah, a label. That was a label. <laughs> that, um, but see, it's interesting that that's also was obviously your principle and your value because you were already searching it out when you were fourteen. Right. Isn't that interesting too? How that probably set you up to thrive through something that was very difficult. Mm-hmm. What if you hadn't gone there? When you had it, or what if you hadn't found or had, you know, your parents teaching you other great principles, you'd be in a different I, yeah, place. Yeah, I mean, and that just shows the importance of choices. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I would I would probably say I'd be dead. Would you? Just because I mean, you wouldn't have had Yeah, I wouldn't out. have had, yeah, I wouldn't have had a way to start. Hmm. And, you know, no way of, of saying, you know, okay, I have something. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, at that point I would have, I mean, the typical, you know, punk kid probably could have said I have nothing. Yeah. And so, you know, it's, you know, and that's just the idea of choices and how much they influence not only our current situation, but then years to come. Yeah. I mean, you know, 25, so 10 years later, 
uh, after buying that book, you know, when I was 14. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, and it's just a book, but, you know, all you need is one truth mm-hmm. from a book. Right. And, you know, that can carry you through a traumatic brain injury. Right. It sticks you. Yeah. I mean, because another big part of that book is about choice. Mm-hmm. And another part is about principles and values. And another part is about character ethic versus personality ethic. All of those things that you had to institute anyway. Right. Sweet, Kyle. Okay, we're going to take a break. We're coming back with Kyle Johnson. He's going to teach us when we come back about becoming who we choose to be, how to actually start creating choices in your life, moving yourself forward towards your values, towards your principles, really owning, owning your life. You're not here to just blow in the wind. You're here to uh, be an agent, a force, uh, and make some changes. This is The Matt Townsend Show. We'll be right back right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Hey, today we've got an awesome subject, uh, topic. Um, You know, how do you become who you want to become? You have to choose, right? We all have choices we have to make. But what do you do when life throws you a curveball? I guess you just watch it. Um, Eventually, every one of us are going to uh, suffer things in our life that we haven't thought we were coming. We didn't. They surprised us. We didn't know it was going to happen. We weren't ready for. And then it comes back to choice still. And so we have a wonderful guest joining us. Kyle Johnson is joining us. And Kyle is uh, a he's a speaker. So if if you need somebody that's got a killer story, Kyle's your man. But um, Kyle also is a uh, he's a coach, professional coach, a A U S I professional coach. But he was in an accident longboarding about three years ago. In the accident, he shattered his skull over 25 to 30 pieces, which gave him about a 95% chance of death. But through that, he had to go figure out who he was, uh, how he was going to learn how to walk and talk and read and write and play guitar again, and how he was going to chase the ladies. Um, So, Kyle, welcome back to the program. Thanks so much. Such... Such a, a really moving thing. First of all, just so I remember, if you go to KyleJohnsonInternational.com, Kyle Johnson International, they can go there, Kyle. Lots of great stuff there. But you also have an ebook called You Are Who You Choose to Be. How do they get the ebook? Yeah, you just go to the website and uh, scroll down to the bottom. It's pretty simple. And just fill out a quick little form of just your email address so I can email it back to you. Sweet. And wada beam, wada boom. Boom, you got it. Yep. And um, honestly, it's just great because it tells the story, but it also – you get to see some cool pictures. And then um, you, you, get, you get some real principles, some guidelines, you know, so a roadmap to how you get through all of this. Because yeah. everyone's going to have their own thing, right? Oh, exactly. And, you know, and it, it is like I, I tried to write the book as best as I could for the, for the audience of, of the reader. Yeah. And so it's not just about me yeah, and it's not stuff. Like, it's not ah, look at me. Yeah. It's just – it's about other people and realizing, yeah. hey, you know, and – it's traumatic brain injury itself. It's known as as the invisible injury. Mm-hmm. You or, look great. You yeah. look totally fine. And you know the idea of hey, most people don't realize that I have those metal plates and I've had a headache for over three years now and really? all that stuff. 
But I, my opinion, it's not just traumatic brain injuries. I think everybody carries oh, yeah. something that we don't see. Totally. Even if it's shame, if it's guilt, if it's just feeling inadequate. Right. I mean, I guess what's weird is you actually can tie it to something. Yeah. <laughs> and the rest of us are like, I think my mom did something when we were kids. I think she ruined me. But um, it's, a, it's a powerful thing. And, and really what you jump on is the fact that it's a choice still. You still got – you have to choose – what you're going to do with this. It's right. been ha- it's been handed to you. Right. The hand's been dealt. Now it's like, okay, let's choose. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, really, to be honest, like, sad days will happen. I mean, sadness I is inevitable. Yeah. But misery is a choice. That's a great point. Uh, you, um, you talked about your surgeon. Because <laughs> a surgeon going into this type of injury, he kind of threw up his hands and he's like, I'll do what I can, but... Yeah. I what mean, did he say? Yeah. Um, you know, just to, the, to my parents, it was like, hey, it's not going to be good. Uh, you know, he's going to die in the first eight hours, but I'll do what I can. Uh, does this crazy, crazy surgery with removing that much of your yeah. of the skull. And, uh, you know, I, I get through, you know, the recovery stage, a little bit of it. I'm still in the hospital and we're walking down the down the hallway and he grabs me by the side and he says, Kyle, you got to realize there's a reason you're here. Hmm. Your job now is to figure out what that reason is. That's everyone. Oh yeah. I mean that's just not that's not just me. There's everyone's got a reason to be here. Mm-hmm. Yours just was obvious because you survived the impossible. Right. Something happened that was a big deal. Yeah, I always joke that we all survive the impossible because the odds of any of us actually making it through from a zygote or a gamete or whatever we used to be <laughs> called to, to where we are today, that's – I mean the odds it's were nuts. totally against us. Right. You really – then you made it here. Then you survived even harder odds – but it's a killer point. You, there's a reason you're here. Exactly, yeah. And you, you, so that, did that begin more of your journey? That took you more down the road? Like, okay, I got to know what I'm doing. Who am I? Why am I here? Yeah, I mean, that was more of the slap in the face. Yeah. Of just saying, okay, look, here, here's the guy that, you know, could take all credit and yeah. saying, you know, whoopity-doo, look what yeah. I did. Look at me. Um, but instead, he, he, you know, he, he refocused it and said, okay, look, this is about you right now. And it was, you know, it was a real eye-opening, awakening moment. Yeah, totally. And say, okay, you know, you're 25. It's time to do something. That is awesome. And, you know, that, that kid that bought that book when he's 13 years old, yeah. what has he done with it? Right. I mean, yeah, it's stored in my head. But, you know, use those principles. Go out and do something. Yeah. And, you know, be a speaker. I mean, it's kind of ironic because I've always wanted to be a speaker. And Well, obviously, 13, you're already reading like the motivational <laughs> speaker's handbook. Right, right. And so, you know, it's just – and it was just that awakening moment of, you know, cool. why, why have I been stagnant? Why have I just been sitting? Yeah. And to say, you know, it's time to do something. I have abilities yeah. that I maybe wasn't familiar with but need to be better at. Well, and you made a killer point that said um, – this isn't over. You choose every day. Oh, yeah. I yeah. mean, you still have headaches. You still have dating issues. <laughs> yes. Tons of stuff. And, you know, and it's just it's not about just dwelling on the negative. Right. I mean, you know, you always have a choice of, you know, it's a common common little cliche phrase, but you can be bitter or better. Mm-hmm. And it's about always being better and saying, you know, that is the choice. How do you handle that? So when you're sitting there and... You're not quite where you want to be. Your head's probably still throbbing. <laughs> and uh, how do, and you're in the funk. How do you – what do you personally do to just to, – to, no, to notice it and change and get out of it? What do you do? Personally, I, I try my best to, to do something that shows productivity. 
um, whether it be vacuuming. Anything. Uh, I mean, yeah, really anything. I mean, I could just draw a line on a piece of paper. You just want a result. Uh Uh-huh. And just anything that shows I was here and leaves a little bit of a print. Uh, and that's that's honestly a big deal. That's huge. Um, and and so you know that's like your your self evaluation. But then on the other side of like, hey, well, what can I do for others? And you know, it's a simple thing of saying, okay, I'm going to go to the grocery store, and I, I see people everywhere yeah. that are you know loading their groceries in in the car. Why can't I help them? Interesting. Just an idea. Yeah. And you know, and that there's a lot of you know psychology that goes into that of of you know even chemically of what happens to you right, right at that, that point. little high you get yeah it's i mean your, your serotonin actually doubles when yeah. you do that and so suddenly you feel good yeah and you realize hey okay i haven't just done something for myself because i wrote a line on a piece of paper i did something for him or her right and helping them with their groceries well or you could just sit and wallow yeah. but you're like i'm not doing it <laughs> yeah, I, isn't that amazing but you again um you recognize it and then you go you go do something or it's a choice because it would be easier to just stay in the funk. Really? Yeah. It's just easier. But you instead get up and go start helping people with their groceries. Yeah. I mean, you know, and it's, it's, it, I would say it's easier, but it's not funner. No, it's not. Well, it's not. And in the end it's, it's defeating. Right. And, and it's, I mean, the thing is, is getting up out of bed, so to speak, it, it is a risk. Yeah. And you do have to take a risk if you want to get out of that funk You've got to be willing to even embarrass yourself, to be willing to fall down and, you know, realizing, hey, people are going to say, Kyle, you're – I mean, I've heard this before. Kyle, you're faking it. Yeah. It's like uh, – I'm, I'm faking not, it. I'm not faking hey, this. Hey, come over here a minute. Yeah, please. I'll fake I mean, it on have, you. Have my brain for a minute. But, yeah. Uh, you know, just to say, you know, realizing that people are going to say things. Yeah. And, you know, once again, like, oh, he's he's too nice. He's, he's just making this up. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. No. Like, it's it's that internal thing of saying I'm going to go and I'm going to do regardless of what you say. Yeah. And and I know, I mean, let's be real. Sometimes you do fall fall down. Oh yeah. And the nice part about failure is it shows that you're actually trying. See, which is a it's a theme. You've got a theme here. So by so when you're down, you try, mm-hmm. and then failure isn't a sign that you're an, an, an idiot that can't do this. Failure is a sign. We're trying. Yeah, you're, you're doing what you and need to I do. And all I need to do is, I guess, pick up my tries, do about a thousand more. Yeah. I mean, and it's weird. I mean, when you think about failure versus success, realistically, we, we probably fail more often than we succeed. Yeah, we should. That's, I that's mean, right. You look at Brett Favre, one of the best uh, yeah. you know, NFL football players. He's, uh, I think he still maintains the record for yeah. most, in, most interceptions, but also interceptions. Really? Yeah. I, I didn't mean, know he had most receptions and interceptions. Uh, Babe Ruth, same thing. Yeah. Uh, you know, had, had, he maintained the home run, home run record for a while, but then yeah. also has the strikeout record. So you, I don't know if you know this, but we have the most messed up shows in the history of BYU Broadcasting. <laughs> we also have the most non-messed up. Oh. See, so we play both ends. <laughs> The the messed up is it's probably just based on your looks. So that's yeah, it totally is. That's why we don't do TV. <laughs> we have faces for radio. Um, I tell me about what you've learned about people, because um, I'm a big believer that you've had to go through your darkest self. You've seen yourself when you were done and you just wanted to die. Probably, you've seen yourself and your where you maybe were overly inflated and you shouldn't have been, but. Um, so going through such a dark thing, I believe, is a huge blessing to show you because then you can go through dark places with other people because you know your dark side. 
What have you learned about others? What have you learned about humans and the will to to be something? I it's like for me I would say just that anything can be done. Yeah. I mean it's amazing what anybody, literally anyone can do. I mean here I sit. I'm I mean I I kind of use this as a tag uh in my speech, but I'm just a guy from Layton. Yeah. I'm it's not a big deal. I wasn't born into this miraculously wealthy family. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm just I'm just a guy that has a you know high school diploma and did some college, was studying psychology, and and now I'm here. Yeah, this is, I'm not I'm not different from anyone else, but yet I was given an awkward hand. Yeah, and you know that curveball, so to speak. Right, and it's like, hey, what do you do with that curveball? Freaking chuck it back. That's right. Yeah, don't <laughs> suck just, on that. Please, yeah, take you know? that, dude. You're a baseball player. I'm not afraid of this. You so, bean him. You throw it. Yeah, back, exactly. Right? You take him out. It's a powerful um, idea, I think. Y- you um, you were, though, uniquely, in a weird way, this trial, the way you've handled it, seems to have your handprint all over it. You know what I mean? You you were wired from 13 or 14 to be what reading self-help. Right. So you had your mind there, and then it's almost like it's not like God makes this stuff happen, but— when when the opportunity merges with your great gift, you create something powerful. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's you, there's all those cliche phrases, you know, God gives you lemons, you make yeah. lemonade. You'd uh, actually throw them back apparently. Oh, I would, yeah. <laughs> Get these out of here. <laughs> but, you know, it's it's about embracing those things though. I mean, I I seriously I I love, you know, adversity. I think it's it's such an awesome opportunity because it, it shows my own my like my own discipleship in that sense of saying, "Okay, I overcome hard things." Yeah, and I've been prepared. I've been tested, and yeah, when I was fourteen years old, I I read that book, yeah. and you know, it all these things that just line up to say, "Hey, you you've been prepared. You've been tested. Now yeah. it's time to go. You got to pull the trigger. You got to throw that ball. Right, and you know, you got to throw it so hard they don't want to ever th- touch it again." Yeah. And That's cool. it's it's all good. It's fun. Well, and again, you did it. I mean, like you said, the statistics would say most people won't make it through, either yeah. physically, emotionally, socially, spiritually, financially. I mean, you make it through. And then what else is cool is you also have let your talents kind of lead it. So you have gifts, you have abilities, and then you let the talent lead. And right. it, I'm sure it's not easy, yet it's it's yours. So it's, it doesn't matter if it's easy. It's yours, right? It's right. your – this is yours. Exactly. And it's no no one else can no one else can even replicate it except we would replicate it our way. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah for sure. And I mean, you know, with those adverse times of, of those that want to say things and do things even, I, it's fire for me. It's it's that idea of, hey, you don't believe me, so I'll prove you wrong. And you know, yeah. that's and you know, it, it it's not that it's just like this easy walk in the dark. Right. Of, you know, I, I can do this. It it's tough. Yeah. And you know, there's a lot of tears and yeah. you know, I, I often you know, make jokes about my pillow and just that it never cries back. Yeah, it does. And, it does. You know, it's does just it. a dang thing. But you know, it's it's okay because that in itself is just that that reminder that hey, the, the, this very pillow does have those tears, and they are mine. And yeah. each one of those tears represented something. Yeah. And I'm dang proud of every single one of oh, those yeah. because I still woke up the next morning. Well, what's so exact? What's so cool though is, and that's just now. You've got seventy years ahead of you. I don't know how old you are. 
You'll be old. I'm 29. Well, yeah, but you got a brand new skull. Right, yeah. So, um, but you got 70 years ahead of you. To take this lesson for the next 70 years, to take that attitude that just, okay, what's it? Okay, so now it's this. In five years, it'll be kids. Right. In 10 years, it'll be another job. In 20 years, it'll be this. In 40 years, it'll be cancer. And you'll just keep whacking it out, just knocking it out of the park. Yeah. I mean, it's cool. Lesson. It's really that's what you have to do. Well, yeah. What else can you do? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean that's prog- that's productive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, it's just it's just really breathing that air and yeah. saying, okay, even though I don't like the the smell of this air or whatever it is, yeah. it's it's just that perspective of hey, it's okay because yeah. it is air. Uh, I mean, and it is that that positive outlook. You always have to make that that minor shift. Yeah. Of of saying, I mean, you know, I'm going to make this a positive thing for uh, an effect that I have. I can't smell. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. And, you know, yeah, that's hard. It's a sad thing. I, I love to smell. And taste, I, mean, I guess. And Yeah, taste has gone down, you know, and, you know, pina colada. I, I miss that I fragrance that, yeah. for sure. Uh, let's see. A benefit? Uh, he who smelled it dealt it. Yeah. You're like, whatever. <laughs> no big deal. Yeah, you, you don't know, even know. I'm, I'm blameless on yeah. that one. Well, you're going to love this room. <laughs> this, is the, this is the hot box yeah, in exactly. here. Exactly. And That's, you know, and it's that just is a blessing. Yeah, and it's just it's just a minor. Perf- I mean, that that minor change of saying, "Okay," I mean, I wanted to be a pilot, and that was something I was really working on. Oh yeah. And I mean, with my condition, I'm not allowed to fly a plane anymore. Um, I mean, legally. <laughs> exactly. But so, in instead of me looking up at the at the planes that fly throughout, you know, in Salt Lake International Hill, yeah. Hill Air Force Base out here in Utah, I and and being down about it, maybe just to say, "Okay." They're flying. I want to go where they're going. Oh, yeah. And, you know, realizing, okay, there's people on that plane I could touch. Yep. And I, I have an opportunity here. Let's, let's go out and speak more. And, and cool. Yeah, you know, and, and, and just put a more positive twist on it instead of just being down about well, it. Well, and you're doing it. I mean, you're touching them right there. You just – that's how we found you is I, I just found you. I don't, well, we found you on LinkedIn and boom. <laughs> but I was so impressed. Uh, you're, you're an incredible man and a great lesson – uh, it's a choice, right? It's a choice. And it's a choice we don't make once, per se. We make it about 50 times a day, probably. At least. Yeah. Yeah. And tomorrow's another day. So, yeah, be who you are. It's awesome. Be who you are. Go to his website, kylejohnsoninternational.com. Go down to the bottom, fill out that little form there, um, and just tell him, hey, I want your ebook, And then Kyle will send you the ebook. It's just that simple. Thanks so much. You're the man, Kyle. Thank you. Oh, I appreciate, appreciate it. Appreciate you. And great keep, honor. Honest. Well, keep up the great work. We are the we are the honored ones here. And um, again, if you don't feel the spirit of that, come on, Kyle Johnson. Eighty percent of his brain, skull, skull. Yeah, brain's not that. <laughs> he kept his brain, skull. We we lost. Um, a true a true hero. He's my hero. And uh, we're gonna take a break. Come back and join us. When we come back, we're going to talk and get into some more exercises on how you can discover your identity. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to the Matt Townsend Show. Awesome, awesome topic today. Awesome guest. Kyle Johnson is leaving the building. And uh, so appreciate him, his insight in, uh, you know, choosing 
choosing to live, choosing to uh, be what you want to be and not letting everyone else determine it. Now, uh, our own Merritt Meekham has been doing some more research. This time, we're trying to find some ideas, some um, exercises for our for the kids, I guess, or anybody. For to, anybody. To identify so, who you are. Yeah. Here's the thing. We're talking about be who you want to be. How do you know who you yeah. want to be? Because really, if people ask me that, I'm like, uh, yeah. I, I don't yeah. know. And yeah. you know what? You have your go-to answer. It's like your career or right. the kind of, you know. Yeah. Like, I want to be the best I father on the ever. earth. Ever. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, it's not working. But, you know, it gets confusing. Yep. And I just, I always go, I want to be a movie producer. Is but, that what you, you say? Know, yeah, you yeah that's say what that. I say. And then really, I'm like, well, actually, I want to be a studio executive and do this and this. <laughs> and it just gets confusing. Yeah. And yeah. Then you get more detail. Yeah, and then yeah. I don't even know anymore. And then why and, do you try? Yeah, and it then, just you, then you just got to go eat some cookies. Yeah. So um, I was reading of how to discover. Of course you were. How you should. Because you know why? Do things. You're smart. I'm the smart. You're the smart one on the block. Well, thanks Matt, no. for that label. James, don't feel bad. You're you're also smart. <laughs> Thank you. But she's really smart. She's a smarter. See, we're just throwing labels out left and right. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I really liked this exercise that I found. Okay. And um, first thing you do, if just all you need is a pencil and a piece of paper. Okay. That's it. How that's cool easy. Is that? Do people still use pencils? Um, I think so. Okay. That's Little all right. foreign wooden objects, yeah. but number two. Yeah. So, you get a piece of paper. And at first, you just write down everything that you associate with yourself. So any, Anything any label, any emotion, yeah. any just the ways you perceive yourself. And that can be any adjective, any noun. Like, That's cool. Yeah. Just write down everything, yep. good or bad. And do it for 20 full minutes. That's the thing. Wow. Do it until you have like 75, 100 things on the list. Because there's a to, lot of stuff. Yeah. And the more you turn out, the more you have to think about who you are yeah. and what you want. You get deeper and, and deeper. You know, and usually the first, you know, 25 or so will be yeah. really easy. Right. And then those last ones are going to be hard, but they'll also be the best ones. Yeah, that's cool. So do that. And then look at your list and you're just going to, you're going to be, I mean, overwhelmed. That's yeah. a lot of things. Like, look at me. But accept who that is. Just know that that's that me. is who you are. That yep. is where you are at this point, and there's nothing wrong with that. Right. And, you know, even if you want to improve, this is where you start. So, yeah. um, And then go and you just mark everything in your list that you want to enhance or that you want to improve or you want to change. Oh, cool. Yeah. So and if you want to have less uh, video game characters. Yeah. Then maybe you could... Then you, you probably know, change need that. to change that. You know, and so I was trying to think of, you know, what would this be like for me? And so I've always wanted to be kind of a more outgoing person. That's something that I'm not – I'd rather be the wallflower hands yeah. down. So, right. you know, but that's something I could go change. And then you make a goal to change that. So I could say I need to make a goal of saying hi to a person today. And That's great. Yeah. So just – it's as simple as that is to just write down everything you know about yourself and then look and see – what you want to change. And That's when you easy. have it all there, you can not only see what you're doing well right. and what is awesome about you yep. and you can see what you can improve in light of that. So Love I it. think writing down anything is a good idea. So it's a great place to start. But then it, and it doesn't end. I mean, now you see it and you could do this again and you could go back to the list and keep yeah, evaluating, it, adding new things to the list. Uh-huh. Well Crossing done. something. I off, like that. Know? Yeah. That's uh, just a simple exercise. You know, and if you're not believing me here, writing things down is seriously psychologically proven to be one of the best things you can do. That's right. So plus you just get started. Plus you don't forget it. That too. It's on a list. So yeah. once you made a list, it's legit. Uh, that is awesome. 
well done. Thank you. I'm doing it. I'm doing it right now as we speak. Oh, wow. Um, let's take a break. When we come back, Janine Otley is going to join us, and uh, she's going to teach us. She's always motivating. She also makes me sit up straight and chew with my <laughs> mouth closed. So we'll have Janine Otley here in a bit. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio. Friends to the Matt Townsend Show. Hey, Dr. Matt Townsend here. We are taking on life and uh, just this just in. This just came in over breaking news. Breaking news. Um, apparently, I have been booked tonight to go with my son Spencer to his maturation class. That's fun. That's exciting. We will learn about the birds and the bees and body odor. How old is your son? He's 24. Okay, yeah. That's when the changes start to happen. And we should have done this a lot earlier, but apparently we're just doing it now. He is, I think, uh, sounds so bad. He's 11. Let's go with that. He's 11 years old, and we're going to do maturation class tonight. And so um, nothing wrong with maturation class. Okay, let's do this. Um, We were going to have Janine come in, but Janine was running late. I mean, it's an etiquette thing. Um, but she no, she got stuck in traffic. So we wanted to bring Mike in for a date update. I likey the Mikey update. Um, and again, for those that don't listen to the show as faithfully as they need to, shame on you. And what we've done is we put an all points bulletin out in order to get Mike a date. Again, everyone's wondering why Mike can't get his own dates. But Mike's taught us, Mike can get dates, but we we wanted to help. And I appreciate the help, you know. It's giving me a wider range of opportunities. A wider range from 65 years down to 16 years probably. But if I were you, I would just date the girls about your age. Mike is 23 years old. We put an all-points bulletin out there, and a bunch of people said, hey, I like you, the Mikey. I want to date that man. And... 220 people applied. We call it a applied. It's an application process. And you have now chosen one that you're going to do. It's just your first of many, but you have chosen one and you're going out when? Saturday. Saturday. We're not going to name names because we don't want anybody to get mad at this person, but she's a lovely lady. Yeah, great. And we're going to try to get some audio bites to, yeah. that you can listen to next week. Yeah. And maybe share some tips. and That'll be great. And, uh, and I'll coach you because, see, I can coach you, you know, through this. Hopefully other people can learn right. from, from my experiences so yeah. they don't have to. Um, how did you choose this one? Because you made everyone fill out this application process, and then we did the blood and the urinalysis. That took quite a while to get all those tests back. Yeah, the FBI finally got the, back. The background with, check. Yeah. And then from all of that, you somehow chose this one. How did we start here? Well, I hate to say it, but it was almost like throwing darts at— Or javelins. Yeah. It's well, like throwing a javelin in the dark. Yeah, it's it's horrible. We've been talking a lot about labels, and, and yeah. that's one I'm just going to have to live with. Merritt, you know, the smart girl. Yeah, uh, the smart, yeah. The javelin incident kid. Yeah. 
Um, You're the javelin. She's the smart. But first, we narrowed it down by age. Okay. I'm only 23. I'm sorry. The yeah, you, you know, anyone wanna, over the yeah, 40. It has to be appropriate. Right. I just I'm I'm too immature for that. You well, know, yeah. So you don't want to kill anybody. So then that was pretty much that was the main. You know, then was after it? that it was kind of a lottery to decide. You know, who's the first one? And it and and there you have it. So you're going on the date. Friday or Saturday? Saturday, yeah. Okay, well, we can hardly we wish you the best of luck. Thank you, I appreciate it. And uh, you've also been researching some tips. Well, yeah, I've got some tips that I I share with with family and friends on you know what what five things that maybe you should think about when going oh, on a first date. Yeah. So this is how this is what you thought about when asking this lovely lady out. Yeah. So okay. my my first tip. Yeah. would probably be don't expect too much from the date. You yeah. know, if you set expectations, yeah. uh, that, that can completely ruin a relationship. I like that. So just keep simple. it low-key. Yeah. That's good. Just you know, yeah. ha- try to have fun. Yeah. Number two, this is important. It's hard when you're meeting somebody for the first time to not put on some kind of facade yes. or to pretend to be something that you're not. Yes. So don't pretend to be something that you're not. I like that. So just try to be real. Try you know to be what yourself. Do? What do you do? I, I don't suck in my gut. That's I just tip. let it out. Yeah. This is me. This is who I am. That's what this I would is, do this is if I were dating, me. just so my wife knows I don't date. Yeah, that's, that's good. But that's a great – so you just yeah. be who you really are. Good. Number three, yeah. just – I've learned this one the hard way. Don't talk about past relationships on the first date. That's – I probably – Or yeah. even the second I or might, third. I might get through the sixth date. Yeah, you might want to avoid that topic for a while. I like that. Don't you know, bring up – Past relationship. Be there in the moment. You're focusing yeah. on yeah. you know establishing that relationship be right there. Good. See, this is going to work. Number four. Yeah. Don't be cheap. You know. Yeah. And this is this doesn't mean don't go out and spend a hundred dollars, but right. don't don't sp- no. you know this be a is, cheapskate. Yeah. Right. And the the person that, that's the beneficiary of the date, who's getting it all for free. Right. They probably ought not go expensive either. Exactly. Because they could go buy the crab. Yeah, there's a. I, I got a lot of other of these that we yeah. can share we'll, we'll other times. This. This is but, good. Uh, What's your fifth one? My fifth one is probably the most important. Don't be nervous. Yeah, just that's good. Yeah. You know what else? Let me give you one more. Write this down. Number, Number six. six. I got my pin out. Uh, don't take a javelin. <laughs> and that is one I will live by because every time yeah. I have, no, no, someone it's gets always hurt. ended badly. It's all fun and games. Till they never call me back. Pulls out the javelin. You know, I pull up my truck and I'm like, hey, do do you want to see me throw the javelin? Yeah. Usually they don't know what to say. Yeah, well, it's weird. What's a javelin? Yeah, it's not. A, it's not. A, it's not a conversation starter. No, it, it hasn't it's, worked well for me. It actually has been more of a conversation ender. So those those okay. six tips. Those are great. Six tips. Anybody? Hey, you can write those down anytime you want. And I'm sure Michael will go put those out on Twitter for you. He'll go. Uh, he'll go. He'll go tweet those. Thanks for listening. Good job, Miguel. We're gonna take a break. We're coming back with Janine Otley. She's the etiquette guru. The etiquette blogger from the pinkteapot.net. She'll be right here. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to BYU Radio. Welcome back, folks. That is the hoedown music. The hee-haw music, which means this is the last segment of the Matt Townsend Show. And who better to educate us than Janine Otley, etiquette blogger. But you're not just an etiquette blogger. You are, I think you're a life uh, lesson, you're a life, you're, you're, you're a life whisperer. <laughs> you whisper 
the great meanings of life. I don't know that my kids would agree that I'm a whisperer, yeah. but... You know, let's ask one, because one happens to be here. <laughs> Madeline is um, here today. How are you, Madeline? Just yell. You're good. I don't want you to have to feel pressure. Maddie does not yell. Maddie is <laughs> like, how old? Let me guess. I'm going to go with 12. Am I right? Holy cow. She's phenomenal, smart, <laughs> in, incredible, and she escorted her mom today. Yep. Because mom probably wouldn't have made it. Yeah, that's right. I wouldn't have made it without Madeline. Now, by the way, you got to go to the pinkteapot.net because that's that is where that's where Janine hangs, right? The pinkteapot.net. <laughs> yeah, not as much as I probably used to. I know. What's up with that? I just blogged about that actually the other day. Like, I'm, are you getting are you getting too old? Yeah, or my kids are getting you know to that stage. They're getting a life where yeah, yeah. where they're taking up so much of my time. It's Facebook in a different. Isn't it? in you're a different you're on way. Facebook a lot. You, stop. You're playing. You're probably playing. You're probably playing um, some app. Do you know what I was reading this article? No, I'm not. This, I was reading this article. Yeah, Candy Crush is out of my life. I'm okay, in a good. rehab group. Have you, yeah, you've gotten um, out of it. Good. But th- I was reading this article on Facebook, actually, that I did <laughs> blog about, about being a mom of older kids. And it totally made me cry. I had Why? to blog about it because it was all about how like, you kind of stop sharing all of a sudden all these pictures and things yeah. what are you sharing like you're sharing right. these these hard moments with these teenagers yeah. and these stressful situations instead of these cute pictures of first oh, steps my and, little kids. exactly mm-hmm. and so you don't have these little firsts and cute little tiny kid yeah. things to share and so yeah there are these great moments and yeah. i love i love my kids but it's a it's a hard time right now it's a um you heard our earlier our guest earlier yeah kyle right um it's, I mean, imagine, so it's one thing, they're cute and they're cuddly when they're young. Then they turn into teens. Yeah. Do you have boys? I have one boy and three girls. Okay, yeah. So the neat thing about the girls is they always seem to smell so good. Yes, they do. I uh, agree with that. The boys are different. Yeah. Caden smells pretty good. Does he? Yeah, well, he how does a good job. He's 16 and a half. Oh, yeah. He's really good at being 16 and Has a half. Has he discovered Axe? Uh, he's past the axe stage. Spray. Is he? So yeah. he's, in, he's got real He's into like then. the fine cologne. Yeah. Yeah. But he's, yeah. he's I'm also. not even there yet. <laughs> he surpassed you in that yeah, category. He he's, he, but he's like in this stage of life where he's testing every, you know, have you ever yeah. heard that cow analogy where they test the weaknesses of the fence? No. You haven't? No, let's hear this. Okay. So the cows actually do, they go around and when they're in a fence and they have a parameter, they will actually go and lean on different sections of the fence systematically to test for weaknesses. Is that so? Totally. So. No, hold on. This is what my son does. No. I am, well, actually, we kind of are because we have this chickens. Is, We're this, hybrid farmers. Are you really? Because this sounds farmers. like this sounds like blogger folklore. Well, no, it's not. No. This is real. Yeah. So they they push on the fence. Yeah. They're testing it. They test it. To, they lean know, on they it. They lean on it. Yeah, yeah. to look for which weaknesses. is what your son does. My son does, and I swear he he like must journal it because he'll look at the ninety degree angle and then yeah. he'll move on to ninety one degrees and oh, he's yeah. very systematic. He just keeps slowly breaking very it down. Very calculated. Yeah. You know what you need. Mm-hmm. Electric fence. I agree. They don't test electric it. shock with the remote yeah. control. Oh, no. see. <laughs> then you got it. Don't call CPS on me. No. Yeah, well, can you imagine? <laughs> um, so you're not. You're a blogger, but you're. This is the etiquette guru telling us what to do here. <laughs> you really, you've hit on a very important thing because they're they're exerting their own identity, right? So part of what we're talking today is we we want them to be people that choose their life, right? But then when they go kind of exerting it. 
we kind of don't like that. Right. And, like, and you pull have that to, back. Well, and you seriously have to sit there and think, am I willing to really let them make those choices? Yeah. You know, did yeah. I really mean that? You know, and and I that is really, really hard. We talked about that yeah, last time I totally. was on. It is so hard to sit back and watch my kids make their own choices. Well, and you're just getting started. I know. Like I've had a yeah, child. Yeah, I've been told this is it gets so much harder. Well, it it, it which it just is really gets, actually kind of demeaning. No, it doesn't get harder. It gets just different because, but it's like the games are they're bigger, right? You're you're you don't want to mess some of these are higher. up. Yeah, stakes are higher. That's exactly right. Like I have a daughter that's married. Yeah, like that's a big deal. It is, and I'm not that old. Yeah, no, you're not. And. Uh, I have a son that went on a mission. So he's a missionary in Argentina. No, in, that's where I went. He's a missionary in Mexico. Mm-hmm. That's a big deal. It is a big so deal. So he chose to go away for two years. It was a choice. To another country. To another country where he couldn't speak and he didn't like the food. Right. For months. Right. And now the dude loves the food. Right. And he speaks fluently. Right. And you're finally like, oh, It pays off a little happening. bit. I know. It's happening. I'm kind of waiting for that, although my husband told me I made a huge mistake in actually saying to him, my son, just wait. I just can't wait for the day when you say, thank you, mom. You were right, and I'm sorry. He's like, Janine, if you say that to yeah. him, now he can again, never say it. he'll log it, remember it, and he yeah. will never say that to you. Never say those words again. <laughs> but see, but then, see, so, and it's kind of the boy thing because they're, they're just, they're flexing their muscles. And they have to. But then you have Madeline. Right. Who's near perfect. You know what? She, I, we actually say that at She's home. an angel. We don't say it in front of the other kids, but... Yeah, no one... You don't want no, them I'm to No, I'm serious. She almost died when she was 10 months old. Madeline. Our doctors... The doctors at Primary Children said to say goodbye. Uh-uh. No joke. And she, we constantly... I look at my husband and say, I'm scared. She's a little too good for this world. Well, see, that maybe that was an angel that slipped through. I, I think so. Yeah. She's so cute. She is. Pre- and we all my kids are cute. Well, they all are. And back to Kyle. So Kyle Johnson. Yeah. Imagine your cute little son goes out and shatters his head open. Yeah. What? So when you were hearing that today, what were you thinking? You know what? I I was just I could not. I was in awe yeah. of his attitude, of his positive attitude, because I think of the things that I go through. In my daily life, and I, you know, I struggle. I oh, struggle, yeah. and I've struggled with depression for several years, for over a decade. And I think how sometimes it's just hard for me to get simple daily tasks accomplished, oh, yeah. like anything. And I haven't had my skull shattered. Right. But see, but see, in a weird way, that's see, you don't need your skull shattered. You just need to deal with depression. Right. That's, we, see, we that's all your have lot our own, That's we, your cross to bear. Right. And we all have our own things. You yeah. know, we all have our own lists, as, you know, Merritt was talking yeah. about. You know, the James things. has to deal with rugged good looks. Right. Yeah. Some, I mean, some people don't just have it naturally. Poor Mike, hundreds of dates. Mike, hundreds of dates. And, so, <laughs> and he's and three <laughs> impaled murders with a javelin. <laughs> so, I mean, we all have our own. We all we have our some. own trials. And so... I, and I just think, and and I don't compare myself to other people. I think we're all a big basket of fruit, but um, and yeah. all different kinds. But I think that I want to be kiwi, by the way. I, I I like to be an apple, if I could choose. Really? Yeah, crispy. You know, crispy. Red, a little, a little red um, and green. Waxy. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Or maybe organic. I'm not sure. And whatever. But you know, I I guess the point is that I I just 
I look at the positivity and the choice to yeah. live after something like that, yeah. the choice to thrive, not just to survive, right. but to thrive. Yeah. And that's phenomenal to well, me. And you, but you brought up something that most people wouldn't bring up. They just hide it. Depression. But the mere fact that you're, you put it out there and you bring it up. So Kyle Johnson... Nobody would probably know walking by him that he had that major head injury. That's actually when he when you guys said that that it was an inward thing. Yeah. The first thing that came to my mind was well, so is you know mental Depression. illness yeah. and and I and there's such a stigma that's still attached oh, yeah. to it. I think that's I think why it's I think you saying that is that's huge well, because there's for you there's another what is it eighteen to twenty something percent of people suffer Mm -hmm. the same thing yeah so you just made it legit well and people and i've heard from people i've people sometimes say to me you come across so intimidating i think i've said this before and you come across so put together and this and that and i'm just thinking dude yeah like come to my door one day and see my hair sticking straight up and see my house a total disaster and like i'm in my sweats that probably have something dribbling down the front yeah like you you don't even have a baby yeah exactly like i don't even have a legit excuse your dribble that's exactly it's my dribble so maybe some ice cream thank you thank you and um and so that's the thing is that i think that there's this perception of of we see everybody's best and we compare everyone else's best to our worst. Oh yeah. And I think that that's, that kind of contributes that can contribute oh, totally. to, and that, and that comparison, especially in our culture, and especially oh, yeah. here in Utah, it oh, yeah. does well, not, it's, isn't, it's not helpful. No, we like the perfection idea, but you know why I think we like it? Mm-hmm. I think we like it because it allows us to then constantly be shamed. Right. So we, which I think we actually like the shame because, um, it's, I don't, I don't think we consciously like it, but I think our egos like it because it keeps us safe. Yeah. Because we're not going to do anything different. Right. We're going to stay the same because we're so shamed. Well, it keeps us down. Because I'm not perfect, but in reality, nobody's perfect. Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, and by putting others down or, you know, or put, by constantly putting ourselves down, you know, in any way, mm-hmm. instead of really just realizing that we're all of infinite worth, that all of us have the same potential. Oh, yeah. No one has any more yeah. infinite potential than another. And and being able to see someone for who they truly are, you know, on the inside instead and of... not the label that we just and not the la- Or the several labels, you know, yeah. or whatever, or what, what brands they're wearing yeah. or what size house they live in or what car they drive or right. all these things we seem to, especially as women. Did you notice? I don't know if you noticed. I, I did see that. Because you said brands. It's huge. And... um. It was blinding a little bit. I didn't want to bring this up, but I'm pretty sure that's where your eye was <laughs> diverted to. I, I've got a jacket that um, has a polo player. That's a polo player. Mm-hmm. Yes, I know. What I mean, it a is. lot of people don't notice that, mm-hmm. and it's with the USPA. I don't know what the USPA is. Well, it's the Utah Postal. No, it's the U.S. <laughs> uh, polo Association. Association. Oh, okay. Yeah. Now, it looks really ritzy. Mm-hmm. That's why I wear it. Yes, so you can be well, associated can, with kind of the yeah, ritzy, it's like a label polo uh-huh. crowd, right? Mm-hmm. I don't even have a horse. <laughs> Are you with me? So I've got a polo shirt, but it looks as though you have a horse. Yeah, then everyone likes you better. I don't. I'm allergic to horses. <laughs> I couldn't have a horse, but nobody knows because I've got the label. You got it. By the way, TJ TJ Maxx. Nice. Guess how much? Sixteen ninety nine. Nope. Are you kidding? What? Not that rich. <laughs> fourteen bucks. <laughs> fourteen bucks. For fourteen dollars, you can you can buy status. I bought it right there. There you go. It's 
hot. It yeah. may, it's a hot code. Well, and that's it. It's warm. I mean, you're elevated. Oh, totally. By at least two levels. See, what's funny? No one else in listener land would have seen it. I, actu- I actually- I just dropped it. I really didn't see no, it. No, I know you did. I did. I know you. I saw you checking it out. Um, but see, what I just did there is I just casually dropped a label. Yeah. See, and it just elevated me. And now everyone's going to go out and look for the USPA. USPA. Yeah. At, yeah. Maybe Does it matter GMAX. if I'm allergic? No. No. Does it matter if I've never swung a polo mallet? No. no. It's all about the status. It's about the status. Yeah. Just so you know, for full disclosure, I do have polo cologne, <laughs> but it's from <laughs> 90s. You're just... <laughs> I don't think that counts. I don't think it smells right. Anymore. I think you're just going for the whole polo lifestyle. Same. Now you just need to go to a polo classic and stomp some divots and you're just in. <laughs> I don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> What's a polo classic oh and divot stomping? I'm from LA. That's just oh, yeah. a thing. You so know? you're just, yeah, you're going back to your roots. I am. So um, labels. Now you and Madeline did the activity that Merritt was talking about where you just start, right? You just started it with Madeline yeah, in the car. Yeah, she did it. Yeah. See, don't you think that's a great idea? I really do. I, I could probably think as a woman, you know, and being critical of myself, I started to automatically switch to all the negative yeah. things that I yeah. thought about myself. And when she said, I said, you can say negative things too. I love that she said, I I don't have any negative things that I think about myself. And Madeline it stopped me that. dead. Yeah. And it <sighs> stopped me dead in my tracks. And I thought... I want to be like my 12-year-old. Totally. See, from the mouth of babes. Yeah, absolutely. See, they know. Yeah. The rest of us, we kind of mess it up. We do. So yeah. stay out of your kids' lives. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, or, you know, look up to our kids more. Yeah, get in and, and respect them. They know what they're doing. They, they do. Um, Until they turn 16. No, I'm just kidding. You know, even when they're 16, <laughs> what it is is they're just different. They're just... They're just spreading their wings. No, they really are. And and it's just, it's scary to watch and it's scary to stand back and allow them. And you know what else is, is interesting is to really start to think, do you care if you're being judged as a parent and as a person by the actions of your child? You really have to stop and evaluate. Oh, yeah. Am I okay enough with myself yep. that this is around the entire, like not only our city, yeah. but several yeah. cities within an hour. It was in another city. Oh, yeah. And I was like, okay, you know what? I am okay enough with myself that what just happened with my son and what we just went through, it's okay. Yeah. I love him. I love me. I love the Lord. We're, we're going to be okay. See? What else do you need? Oh, I don't know. Probably a blogging a little bit more. But yeah. Well, I, you probably had a blog. It's your catharsis. I'm trying. Hey, um, you got any tips? We've only got about 30 seconds. But any tips? I'm going to maturation class tonight with my son. Who's 24. Who's 24. It's the dude, little, where has he been? He should have been there. No, he's 12. No, I'm kidding. He's probably not. He's 11. Don't so. don't talk. Just let him let him deal with it. You've been through this before. No, what are you I, asking tips for me for? Well, it's just fun. Um, I, this is my funnest thing. I'm like, my wife wrote me and said, will you be able to go? And I'm like, for sure. <laughs> You're like, I'm I can't wait to mess this. with them. <laughs> I can hardly wait to see about 50 little boys put their heads down the minute they start talking shop. Um, but it's my favorite thing on earth is to go have that conversation. Yeah. Ask awkward questions. Raise oh, your yeah. hand a lot yeah, yeah, yeah. and, and, and wave your hand question. high in the air. Yes. Maturation. See yes. how that works. Well, I appreciate you coming in. 
you had to you had to dodge traffic. I did, and you brought Madeline, which makes it all right. Left she's the other perfect. three, brought Maddie. Yeah, she's she's wonderful, and I'm glad you made it through, Maddie, when you were a baby, because then I would never have met you. Beautiful red hair, by the way, smart as a whip. Thank you. Good job, and Thanks. I'm just yeah. And I was talking about I was talking about Maddie. <laughs> Not Janine. I knew you were. I, know, I think I a either. little tiny credit of that. Uh, so when I was listening to Kyle today, there's a quote that came to my mind. So for all of you out in listener land, this is the quote. And uh, I just saw it on a bumper sticker of a friend's car that has cancer. But he said, the, the sign says, I have cancer, but cancer doesn't have me. Right? So whatever the label that we've thrown on you, that's not you. Right? We are all somebody different. And that is, again, the purpose of this show is to tell you life is good. We just have to go out and smell the roses and, and uh, you know, maybe do a little weeding. Um, but life is good. So please go reach out to the family you love and uh, go do that assignment we asked you to do about figuring out what, you know, what about your life? How do you associate with the things in your life? Start figuring out what's the most important thing and let's start putting it first. Folks, this is the Matt Townsend Show. We are done actually done for the week tomorrow we'll do a, a re uh, simul what do we call them that a replay a rebroadcast of one of the shows thanks for joining us be back monday more fun more excitement this is the matt townsend show you're listening to us on sirius xm 143 byu radio